Did you know that there are an estimated 8.7 million different types of life forms on Earth? What the fuck? All created out of the same 92-ish naturally occurring elements. And that is magic, right? And you are a part of this magic. But you want to know more magic? Choose someone in your life and do something absolutely beautiful for them. That's pure magic. What if you could do that every day? What if you could do that multiple times a day? That's pure magic. When you try it, you'll find out why. I'm Heath Armstrong. This is Never Stop Peaking. It's depressing like a dimple on your butt. If you behave, you'll get a nickel you can spend on stuff. And in time, you'll get a dime if you impress your boss. So you can buy some more stuff just to numb your thoughts. You've been a space-driven higgity hunk of me since birth. Flying through the universe on a rock called Earth. Composed of stardust with an emotional gut. While you letting conformity slam you up the butt. You're not one fucks, two fucks, red fucks, blue fucks. You can play duck hunt and wait around for luck. Or you can rent a big truck and drive your vision. Build a palace to the moon your schmuck friends piss their pants Get up and dance, rocket ship that booty Take a chance for your freedom, miggity milk that booby Cause when the fear attacks, it tries to crack What you're thinking? Fuck no, you'll never stop peeking Maybe you wonder what you know and know not Maybe you misunderestimate the powers that you've actually got. You can change the world if you open your heart. If you quit sucking on that thumb and rolling around in those stinky little farts. Your vision might be a grade below D. But we can scratch that level. We can wipe your butt clean. We can all lock arms and we can blast off the sea and we can steamroll you into the land of the free. Where all your dreams come true and your doubt will flee. And you will hustle for the meaning and not the money tree. You will give, you will serve, and I know you'll succeed. Because when I'm looking at you, I'm looking at what I used to be. Just another space weenie, I suppose. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, everything up and down and in between. I am excited that you're here. For another episode, I've got some cool stuff today. I've got Ravi and Linan on who have been stuck, stranded, perhaps by situation, perhaps somewhat by choice in India for pretty much all of 2020 during this pandemic, which is profound because, well, mostly all of us have a point of view of how this has been going down from inside of our own system in the Western world or wherever you may be listening from, whatever your system is. But for them, their point of view is drastically different because of way where they have been stranded. It's almost like a, a trip through a different door, a, a psychedelic explosion into a different realm. So it was pretty cool to talk to them to kind of see how their experience has been throughout this whole thing. So we're going to get into that for Shiaho. But first... I feel like, you know, 
in this pandemic, we've all been striving for, I, I, I fucking hate the word pandemic too. I, I fucking hate it because I think there's beauty that we can work towards and we have to uh, accept the fact that there is this shadow and there is this elephant in the room. How do we become friends with it? How do we release it? How do we move into glory? How do we climb to the top of the beanstalk and, and get inside that lotus flower that has a, all of the, the comfort and the love and the answers? Well, I think a lot of that starts internally. But this world is full of erroneous perceptions of what happiness is. If you are content with your life, you might be happy. If you are rich, you might be happy. If you're surrounded by awesome people, you might be happy. So happiness could be a definite feeling or a mood or an attitude. Or happiness could be a structured plan or a habit or a lifestyle. But contrary to popular belief, there is no one secret to happiness that works for everyone other than going out and creating it yourself. Just like there are no clothes that work for everyone. There's no diet that works for everyone. There's no sexy time partners that work for everyone. Except for maybe one kinky little boy that I know, which I won't share his name. But beasting up your happiness muscle is attainable for you And everyone else, if you're prepared to do the work, if you're prepared to make heavy decisions, if you're prepared to commit, if you're prepared to explore the dark and mysterious unknown until you discover the beats that make your heart dance, which starts inside of that gut, inside of that brain, inside of that sexy little stomach, inside of that little gooster hole you've got in the back. Maybe giving away gifts doesn't light you up. Maybe practicing gratitude doesn't improve your mood. Maybe stroking your G-spot to Ryan Gosling's Instagram selfies doesn't make you feel any better. Or maybe it does. But it all depends on you. Who are you? When you tear away the shell that hides your power self, who is left? I say this all the time. You cannot become who you've always wanted to be and accomplish your highest level of happiness or serenity or peace by being who you've always been and doing what you've always done. So give that past a friendly slap on the ass and embrace the new directions of winds. You must taste the pain. You must taste the discomfort, the uncertainty of not knowing what the fuck you are doing until you stumble upon the outlets that electrify you. Your happiness exists. It's very real. It's inside of you. There is no question about that. The question is, are you willing to become the fucking superstar and work your ass off until you find it? You might find that the work isn't as hard as you think. Meditate. Hug yourself. Make out with yourself in the mirror. Be of service to other people. Treat yourself. Find calm. It's a nice, it's a nice fucking cape you're wearing right now. Did you even notice that it was on there? Did you even notice the, uh, the fucking amazing physique on that chest, those muscles that you got? Did you notice the power that's shooting out of your brain into the ether? I can see it. Can you? Step into it. Use it. Move it. Be it. I love you. Okay. Okay, right? Today is a good day to die. Memento mori. Let's jump right into this episode. 
I've had Ravi on before. He also goes by Baba Raviki. And Baba Raviki is really the wisdom that this man holds in his his mind, his heart, his body is unmatched. I mean, the, the guy, I spent time with him on Kilimanjaro. I've done an episode with him before. You can go back and check that out. It's called Trusting in the Universe, Relationship Attachment Styles, and Climbing Mount, Mount Kilimanjaro with Robbie Rothenberg. Um, it's about eight or nine episodes back if you scroll down in your feed. And really, really happy to have his beautiful partner and companion join as well, Linnean. Um, they've been stranded in India together. She does some really cool shit. She's been traveling. She has a, a massive amount of travel experience. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting her through different events around the world. Uh, most recently, climbing Kilimanjaro with her as well, but also in Bali before that. Um, I think even in Nicaragua before that even. <laughs> like I don't know. It's just been like randomly, oh, there's Lynn again around the world somewhere with me. Um, colliding, but she runs the experienceexperts.com. She has a new project that looks really, really beautiful, especially if you are um, a woman looking for expansive spirit powers, powers, powers that shoot out of all orifices of your body that us boys are like, whoa, whoa, what kind of, what kind of power is that? Let me have some of that. ElementalSpiritCircle.com, not to be confused with ElementalSpiritCircleJerk.com, which if it's not available, you could buy that domain and really make yourself a new business. Um, There's a lot of opportunity online right now. And yeah, let's just get right in. In this this hot episode, we're going to explore how they got stuck in India throughout the entire 2020 pandemic. Um, and how this sort of trippy situation has led to a possible mass healing opportunity in Thailand that's coming up. And we also dive into the creative surge that is happening during this lockup, how it's kind of forcing a lot of people to go internal. And if you can't channel that energy into something, it's kind of coming out in creative ways. Um, if it's not coming out in creative ways or or productive ways, then it's probably boiling into some sort of inflammation or pain or discomfort or depression but this is what is so important about using your energy for good. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into Ravi's unexpected um, journey into teaching hundreds of students in India, a little bit of yoga, and then a wild little nighttime nature hunt for missing personal items that were robbed from Lenan by some sneaky little kinky little rinky little dinky maniac. Can we all collectively send blessings to those who feel that it's necessary to rob other people because they just need some sort of support and healing um, and, you know, they need love. So instead of getting mad and angry and wanting to beat them down and giving them more energy that has sort of created their situation to begin with, let's let's try to send them love. Let's try to support them and give them what they need so that they don't have to live a life where they feel like they have to rob anymore, right? Um, unless you're Project Pat, who in which – if you're in that circle of family, which I like to think that I am sometimes because Pat is also from Tennessee and, you know, he's pretty much like my second father. Um, if you are related to Pat or you're from North Memphis, I think it's perfectly okay to mask up and take it. And yeah, I mean, bare face, rob him, motherfucker. All right, cool. 
let's jump right in. All the show notes, heatharmstrong.com forward slash podcast. There's some links there to Robbie's Instagram and to Lenin and Robbie's websites. Uh, all the other episodes are on there. Share this with your family, your friends, your lovers, your other lovers. Share it with your private parts. Share it with all the party people. Share it with strangers. Um, yeah. Also brought to you by the Sweet Ass Affirmations deck, which is available on Amazon. We got a new one coming out soon, too. And that's it. Ta-ta! Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that stinkity stinkity rinkity dinkity beat. Yeah! those camping chairs up on your sprinter van journey around India? Yeah, they were made by a metal maker. Special for us. Middle class. <laughs> I thought by now you would have probably become a blacksmith. Just like picked up some trade where you were just probably gashing steels with your muscles and stones into shapes that could be used for magical powers such as dragon slaying or withholding forces from attacking cities and stealing your bread but how do you know we haven't learned these skills <laughs> i don't what i know is that you have and that's what i'm here to find out that's right <laughs> i was actually just thinking about you too because my knees have been like not recovering since we came down kilimanjaro I mean, like, they're they're good, but if I walk down steep hills, like, they just feel like they're going to buckle. And I haven't really figured out what's causing it, other than I can backtrack it to that, you know, summit night, and then coming down, like, from 19,000 to 6,000 in a day and a half or whatever after climbing to the top. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was one hell of a climb and one hell of a descent. I think there's so much buildup around the, the ascent and they casually don't tell you that the descent is this, like hellacious steep. I thought my legs were going to fall off. Like literally, I thought they were going to come out of the hip joint and fall off. Yeah, you were, <laughs> you were on the struggle bus for sure. Literally. <laughs> When you went driving past us, I looked over. I was like, no, <laughs> like I was walking backwards with Holly, you know, because we literally couldn't walk forward anymore because the knees were just 
whatever was there that was holding the support wasn't working anymore. It's crazy. And that wasn't, that wasn't even a year ago, man, but it's, it kind of seems like, I don't know. It seems a bit like yesterday, but it also seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah. 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 We're, we're uh, navigating the time and space continuum with, with mystery and wonder. The collapsing of timelines and simultaneously we're still on the mountain on that hike that never ending through multiple worlds. We, we have a funny story actually. Um, we were supposed to go to Nepal to do another um, a big hike. Oh yeah, this is a good story. Yeah, I remember that. I remember when you were prepping that or sharing it because it looked really awesome. Yeah, yeah and it was going to be incredible and we, we did. We packed our bags as if we were going to be going to Nepal for this epic hike. And it was like the same as Killy. It was like eight days, eight nights, 10 days. Ten days. We had poles, we had boots, we had all the gear. There was a, a, an ascension one night that was into the cold and everything. And so, mm. yeah, we packed for it. We were preparing for it. Um, and it was obviously canceled, like everything in 2020. And then um, we had the bag. We were going to essentially instead of schlepping all this hiking gear around um, we were going to have our things shipped in a box to nepal to nepal um and then when we weren't going to nepal we uh gave them a new address and we were going to send it to thailand but then we couldn't get into thailand and ultimately long story short we just got this box a week ago. For six months. It was in a storehouse <laughs> in Mumbai. A warehouse in Mumbai for six months. Not a climate controlled warehouse. Stinky, and so it's stinky. moldy and stinky. Oh. And, uh, and now we have all, now we're in. We have all this hiking gear with us. As well oh. as our next move. <laughs> That is so funny. That is a travel story too. That kind of shit would happen. Uh, like it's amazing that you got it. Like because yeah, when something goes missing in international shipping, generally you don't get it. Like one time, Jason tried to ship computers to our team in the Philippines, and that was a really bad idea. They just immediately went missing. You know, disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> like kept thinking they were gonna show up. No. But that's funny because it's like, yeah, that's like moist gear. Oh, man. Ugh. Ugh. So did you put it on? Well, what did you say? <laughs> I said, did you put it on? Some of it, but most of it we've been airing out, sitting in a different box with our same box, but with mothballs or everything's sun, been washed and in the sun drying. Living in the sun to get yeah, some this, air. Well, how has it been over there? You went, so you, you set up this last time you were on this podcast, Robbie, I think we were talking about your Thailand retreat that ultimately got canceled because yeah. of 2020 and yeah. you ended up in India you all didn't, I think you were going to go there before you were going to Thailand, right? Anyways, that's how you got there initially. Yep. And then. No, 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 no. Thailand, we were coming to India. India was on the way to Thailand. 
yeah so it was india nepal thailand yeah right and essentially you didn't leave india <laughs> and no. which is pretty remarkable because when i saw that you all were there and i'm over here i'm like huh i wonder what that timeline is going to be like for them to get back you didn't have to come back apparently you felt so like when you were first there i'm just curious who where were you staying who were you surrounded with and what actually led you to being there for this long did you get i saw you were doing some pretty cool things like sporadically that you would drip out onto your instagrams and things like that but um i have to imagine that's going one hell of a spiritual experience right yeah it certainly tests your spirit um <laughs> You know, we, when we talked months ago, we were at a place called Verite, and Verite is truth in French. And we essentially had a, an entire retreat center to ourselves. We were, within a very short amount of time, we were the only real guests staying there. And that went on for a little over two months. Pretty much because we all travel stopped, right? Everyone kind of went back all and... India went into lockdown in less than 12 hours. So an entire country went into lockdown. Um, we were not permitted to leave the property that we oh. were on. And um, we had, we didn't even prepare our own food. They had the amas cook and put it out for us and we would eat. But we didn't sh grocery shop. No, we, we didn't leave at all. No. And... So we had a very unique experience for those like two plus months. Um, and then things started happening. We learned that we could transfer. We thought we couldn't even consider moving to a different guest house. Without being kicked out completely. Um, and then we learned that we could uh, essentially transfer to a different guest house. Um, and then we were robbed. Um, Fuck. I, I was robbed. We were robbed. We were, we were violated. Yeah, but we were both violated, yeah. Can I hear this? Can I hear the story? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 sort of a classic story. I mean, we'd been on this property, this very isolated property, and we had a high level of trust and, and safety that, mm. you know, was an illusion. You know, you're still in India. Yeah. And, um we didn't have internet where in our room where we were staying but just downstairs in the building right next door was internet so it was one evening um we had had dinner we'd had dinner and we, then we were watching we were, on, you were yeah, doing we were a little boozing you fellas been doozing. doing a little boozing like no boozing none zero <laughs> just kidding had a sip of beer the other day yeah no booze zero booze uh we're in a dry state Tama Nadu is a dry state, but we're 15 minutes from a state where you can get booze. So, um, but yeah, no, we went, we were downstairs and <laughs> they believed that the robber was watching us. I, I didn't lock the door and he grabbed my, all, all of my personal bags. So uh, I have, all of and it was very, tra that was the most traumatizing part for me because it was my backpack, my purse and my tote bag. Uh. Really, my only worldly possession. My whole life. My whole life. And well, they didn't take your computer, which, which was, was sitting, sitting right, right next to it. Next to all these things. Wow. Open right next to it, but they didn't take that. But it, the thing was, we came up from from calls, and 
we went to bed. We were tired. It was late. Oh, we were heading to bed. You were, you were in bed, and I, I went in to get something from my backpack. <laughs> Jerry, said, Jerry. I said, where is my backpack? And you were like, it's got to be somewhere. And I'm like, and then I opened the under compartment, which is where my purse and my tote bag was, and it was empty too. And I just Ugh. freaked out. I go, all oh, my. my stuff is gone. He goes, no way. I go, all of my stuff is gone. And I have to sit down because I'm like in full shock. It, it was that like, you just lose everything inside, just gets wiped clean. Because uh, it, it, to me, it wasn't even like money, which later I realized that was what was the most valuable thing that was taken. But it was like, my, my backpack is a really nice backpack that's been around the world with me. Passport, Passport, credit card. Kind of like your traveling altar, you know, like your super personal stuff. And um, that backpack is like Mary Poppins bag. It has everything. What, what did it... And- so like when I go through periods of peaks and valleys and I'm like, oh, I have to get rid of all my things. Like it's a, certainly a different situation when I'm, I'm going through right now because I'm moving out of this place that I'm in. But like you, even if you look at one thing that you're like, oh, I have like, some value with this there is some sort of attachment i really don't know if i can get rid of this but i can't even imagine what it would be like to just walk in and it all be gone and i mean it happens a lot like these fires are burning everything out here right now there's half million people that have been displaced um that can happen really easily i mean i what does it feel like (laughs) when that shock you sat down that's pretty good like most people would be freaking out like running around stabbing their partners I, I got a little panicky but i've been robbed before and i i actually i did like deep work with byron katie's the work so i was i'm a little more prepared for this type of thing but i really sat there for like a good 15 20 minutes like could i just let go of all of this yeah, can i yeah. can i let go can i just like i don't need it and in my head i go okay if, if the, I'm meant to let it go, I'm, I'm meant to let it go. Okay. And my, my number one concern was my, my um, credit cards. So I contacted my father, but it was really crazy. So we, we reported it to our, our campus. Reported it is terms for we went outside to find anybody. anybody it, it's now yeah. like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. It's dark. There's, oh, and there's normally a watchman for, for months when we were there, yeah, there was a watchman yeah. on staff no, no, every night. He just happened to disappear that night. Well, they no, they, they fired, fired him, him like a few a days week, before. A, yeah. yeah, a couple days or a oh. week before. They had switched to the day guy. And so the day guy would come out like in his wife beater, half asleep. And yeah. And go to bed. And at go like back to bed. Nine yeah. or 10. Yeah, like he was not really working. So there's no there dogs or anything on the premise. No, there's no dogs on that property. Yeah, there was nothing. And so we tell someone and they go, oh, like this has happened before. Yeah, they kind of knew what the situation was. They're like, oh, it happened again. Um, okay. And then that person called somebody else who's affiliated with the property and with Within a few minutes, we had a search team of the two of us, uh, and then two, three other guys three other, three men who had uh, flashlights. either flashlights or their phone lights, because this is where it gets very really bizarre and very odd. Yes, so they tell me that they probably just wanted my money, and they'll 
throw everything else out in the forest around the property. So we just have to go find it. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I kind of don't believe them, to yeah, be honest. Like, we, we at first were like, what the fuck are they talking about? And, but, and I'm even, I'm still in panic. Like I'm trying to talk, text my dad to start calling the credit card companies and get everything shut down. But they find my purse almost within two minutes. Like yeah. first thing we find is your purse on the side of the trail. And that's the first, I'm like, oh, they ditched the purse and it's got like- My Louis Vuitton coin purse in it. But wow. yeah, and with your credit with cards- With all the credit cards in it. That's like the first thing we find. And we're like, oh, so they didn't want any of that stuff. And the only thing that was in there was like a nice pair of Labradorite earrings. They took those. So was this like a trait, like a- like a nature trail that was close to where you were at or like a very much a nature trail Literally. that part of the property that it's, was like this a bunch of pretty expensive is nature oh, that's trails. Cool. it's like in a bush it's like yeah under a tree like but basically they took my purse and like just shook it out on the dirt and probably put their flashlight out and just took money or valuables so we keep the hunt going this goes on for like an hour, wow. two hours, yeah. Yeah, the next, we'll say two hours, we're all just walking around these trails, looking in bushes, finding her bras and underwears, <laughs> finding... Literally, <laughs> All of a sudden, we'll find the tote bag, and then everybody runs over there, and we search around that area. The yeah. Easter egg hunt. Yeah, and we found almost everything, almost except everything. for the main pack, which we got, ended up getting the, the next, next day, morning. The next morning. Um, when they actually followed like a trail of my underwear. Cause that was the joke. I said, the only thing in my back is like dirty underwear. So well, it's all she travels with. <laughs> no, I, had t- I had packing and they were like somewhere else. So it was just all my laundry. It's like dirty underwear and then like important papers. Um, but miraculously got the, the things that you think are of value back. And the things that I lost were like, cash and jewelry yeah got the passport credit cards and all of your bags wow yeah Yeah. that's kind of amazing that there i mean i would think that there would be some sort of market for things like those objects in a place like that but i mean there's a market for shit like that in portland (laughs) you know like yeah Yeah, they just didn't want to mess with it i think yeah you can't buy you know you can't buy vegetables and rice with with passports well what do they do to you out there if you get caught stealing stuff what kind of punishments do they have do you know that's a good question i bet if you that maybe like you can probably do whatever you want like yeah beat them with a stick or a rock or something like super harsh like if you get caught robbing someone out there they like yeah we didn't ask but i I bet there is something yeah could be why they don't hang on to possessions we're not wearing masks so just like, yeah, I feel like that's happening here too. <laughs> yeah. Some weird stuff going on up here right now. So that was the end of our stay at Verite. We were like energetically, we're like, all right, it's we get time, the hell time out to here. move. We yeah. learned that we could move. We got robbed. And we wanted freedom. Like we heard people had freedom. And I'd already started going crazy, like feeling like a prison inmate. A few times. How was that affecting your relationship? Were you guys like going at each other? Or are you pretty, pretty, uh, like how are you able to get your alone time when you're in that kind of position? Yeah, it was a challenge. 
for sure because our living situation was we were essentially in one room one room we've been no, in one room the with whole time. no bathroom and so there's a little bit of respite from each other when we went to the bathroom um, <laughs> and then again to get the internet we usually had to go to another space um but no it really comes down to communication yeah. a lot you know we were for me i i enjoyed kind of the the retreat setting and got into a nice groove where I was doing some writing and work and had a you know yoga practice where I'd go on this um, rooftop deck and um, similarly Lynn Ann had you know the things that she needed to do to, to fill her own cup up. Yeah we I mean we had a lot of space I think that was it and we kind of have our own thing like actually a, a couple people like my mom asked my sister asked, she's like, are you guys, like, you're, like, in a new relationship. Are you killing yourself, each other? And I was like, no. <laughs> well, but you went to the ringer on Killy. Like, there's so many different situations you had leading, like, kind of preparing you to get to that point, right? Totally. Like, even when we were on Kilimanjaro, being in a relationship, but, like, just being around people in general at some point, you were just like, get the fuck away from me. Like, you know, I have barely talked to Luke since – um and he was my tent buddy but is it really yeah i feel I like the the internet just somehow like erased him from like my algorithm feeds like he used to always show up and then we went on kilimanjaro and then afterwards like i don't see anything about him at all which is strange i think maybe he went quiet i think oh. he's in a reflective space um, yeah he was actually posting Killy photos like last week and saying like, I said I would never do it again, but now I'm thinking I might do it again. He also like, got his own face tattooed like across his arm or his back or whatever. So we have to question everything that Luke does. I don't know if you all saw that new tattoo. He sang Little Mermaid <laughs> songs with me while we hiked up. Mount oh, it, he was great. He was great at that. Special in my heart forever. I wish I could get that clip to play in this episode. Yeah. Because it was good. There's a lot of good memories there for sure. We have a recording of that. Are we recording right now? Yeah, he's oh. recording. <laughs> Are you um so what where did you go after I'm gonna go back to the, the trail line of what you all were just talking about. How did you get to where you're at now? You just a switched skip and a jump. So we we skipped over from Verite. We went to a place called Atiti Griha, which was another guest house, uh, a bit smaller than Verite. Um, and there were more people there. So all of a sudden we were put in Around this people. new environment with like, yeah, 10, 12 people. They were all like, not socially distancing. They like, we arrived, they wanted to give us hugs and we had been pretty much so isolated. And a little bit traumatized, I think like into isolation and so we actually at first were like ah oh, people scary yeah and we hadn't been wearing masks but like we had so we had to kind of train ourselves a little bit around masks but it was weird yeah it was yeah. weird um we did we ended up in a room with ac which was a big improvement over what we had before which was just a fan and no ac um but we didn't have internet in our room and the food was um no bueno yeah not just we were eating so clean and then this was a bit heavier a bit more traditionally uh, indian 
What this is the food at the new place? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so like the other place, you weren't having like explosive diarrhea attacks while being in the same oh room God. as each the other. The other place, we were. It was like heaven. It was nice. like organic salad, beautiful vegetables. Oh, salad. <laughs> no, just the most beautiful salad you've ever had. Yeah, it was quite like, even. Like for if I was in the states and eating like that, it would be like still a luxury like in a, like an organic vegan place organic healthy spot like i thought when you know, said salad that you said phallus that's and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though to be yeah. in a situation where you get like wholesome nutrition like that i mean i worry wow. even just going back down to s- southeast and in tennessee where my dad lives you can't find clean food anywhere it's madness like in you would never think that but and I come to Oregon, I'm like, oh, I have such a, really are blessed when you're in a situation where you have access to really clean food. So that's where we are in India. We are in this bubble, um, which is called Orville. And, you know, it's the city of the future. Literally, look that's it what up. they call it. How do you spell it? A-U-R-O-V-I-L-L-E, Oroville. Okay, cool. Um, I'm just looking up the geographic It was location. like a prophecy of... This guy, Sri Aurobindo, and his Whoa. mother. This looks trippy. What's going on here? Are you looking at the Machramandi or the big golden orb? <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all that comes up. It's like this, wow. Oh my God. So we, we got to meditate in there until they closed it. It looks like an alien spaceship inside. It is otherworldly. Yeah. It, it, uh, yeah. Why, so they closed it because of the 2020. Oh, <laughs> 2020. <laughs> Fucking COVID, man. Just pooping on everybody's party. Yeah. But we have access to amazing clean food. Um, Ultimately, we found this place that we are currently at called... Abundance. Abundance. New guest house called... We went from truth... What could have attracted you to that? I'd actually... It had been on my radar um, (laughs) because they had the fastest internet here because it's called um, abundance um no just because i contacted them to test their internet before we came <laughs> and i knew they had really fast internet and i'd actually visited to see their rooms which are very modern um and so they they didn't traditionally have a kitchen that we had access to but they have an extra kitchen outside of their home so we use that now we have our own kitchen and Ooh. still one yeah it's wild it's again, we're the only guests here. Um, it's this beautiful property that they've spent years um, raising money for and then building. And then just as they were about to really open, 2020 COVID hit. And uh, we're only here because we were able to transfer from another guest house. They've been totally closed off to outside guests. And hotels um, are closed. You can't get a reservation. You're not meant to move around India right now. Yeah. What were you all doing? Maybe it was before COVID hit. I'm not positive, but it seemed like you were at some sort of like little retreat space or you were learning with schools or teaching somewhere. Um, yeah. yeah, That's what brought us to India was that uh, uh, supporting a friend's like literacy nonprofit. In Bangalore, they work with uh, the children from the slums. Uh, they do something called mostly bridge schools. Um, but also supporting them into getting into schools. But they, these are kids who have never gone to school. 
been traditionally educated. Um, my friend, uh, my actually, he's like a burner friend of mine. He started this nonprofit and they install libraries, they build infrastructure. And so he does these like deep dives once or twice a year. And he was like, Lanam, this is gonna be so amazing. We have amazing people. And we knew we were coming to India. So we, we actually came much earlier than we anticipated. Mm -hmm. And so we were here on February 27th. Mm. I saw some, some of those pictures were sharing. I was like, ah, Baba Raviki is finally stepping into his Baba utopian oh, future. Sorry. Yeah, it was pretty wild. We went to one school. Uh, we, we had to take a long uh, van ride, like almost an hour. The countryside a little this, bit, yeah. Yeah, school in the countryside. And we pull up on this like dusty rural Indian road. And there's this beautiful school with this huge courtyard. Um, courtyard and there's hundreds of kids in these rows. And we arrived right as they were finishing their morning yoga session. <laughs> and, and yeah, I, I light up like, wow, they're all like, literally there's hundreds of kids. They're all, all just finished doing their yoga. I mean, that in yoga. itself, hundreds of kids doing yoga is miraculous, right? And like no yoga mats, like they're doing no, it on little, some of them, yeah. some of them like, like little like wraps yeah. and fabric and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but they were in these perfect rows. And, and so as we're, we're deboarding our, our van and we're walking up, and almost immediately, there's a guy in our group named Adam, who's very, uh, very charismatic. Yeah, he's, he's loud. And before <laughs> we even really get introduced or anything, he's like, he's just seeing all the yoga happening. And he's like, oh, we have a, we have a yoga teacher. Could we? Could, you, could he teach? Could he teach that, kids? And this is Adam's idea. And there's one other woman on our trip who's also a yoga teacher. And right away, she's like, not me, not me, not me, not me. <laughs> I kind of step up and I'm like, oh, me, this is me, my opportunity. And, um, and so then, yeah, he and the headmaster like introduced me to the whole group, said like, oh, we have a yoga teacher from the US. His name is Ravi. And he's like, we have 10 Ravis. <laughs> yeah, my name is Ravi. And then, <laughs> literally, there's one guy up on this balcony. His name is Ravi. There's another guy. It was like the assistant Did he director. point all 10 of them out to you? That yeah, is amazing. Is <laughs> and then Robbie is also the sun, and it's a bright, sunny morning. And so Andy's like, and right. Robbie up here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was hilarious. So he got to lead a few a few rounds. Yeah, I did. Sun salutation. Yeah. yeah. And the Just kids another like, step in the direction of the hero's journey for Baba Raviki. <laughs> I like to call it the healer's journey instead of the hero's journey. Yes. Not all healers are heroes and not all heroes are healers. Ooh. Are you both? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Working on it. One day at a time. That's amazing, yeah, dude. Did it scare you at all? Or you like you were just ready for it? I mean, you seem like one of those like for me in a situation like that as an introvert, I would have been like, oh, I would have been the girl, like, no. No, I need preparation. Like I need someone to tell me ahead of time so I can prepare my mind. But for you, it always seems like you're the type that can just kind of like flow with that, right? And I, I did drop. I yeah, you have to just step into it. And I was I was pretty nervous. You know, I was trying all of a sudden I of course forget all of the Sanskrit words that I know. And I tried to say a few of them and I don't know what I said. It was close, but it was not right. 
And like they were kind of giggling. The kids and, are giggling at him. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm wearing this like oversized white polo, polo with the. Do they have a brown. word for white dude out there? Yeah, you have a common was, word for like. Oh. You know, like in you, in Uganda, they're always like manzunga, manzunga. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every, a lot of different countries have one. I'm just wondering if they had one. We learned the Thai one recently. We love asking that question, though. Like, what is the, the bad name for white people? Please yeah. tell us. We'll call ourselves <laughs> that. You'll get the jersey with it on the back. <laughs> yeah. No, That's but it cool. Was, it was a cool deep dive. Yeah, we, we went into, like, with the kids after we'd met them and played with them all day, like we would go, we went, would go into the slum with them. We went to a slum that was actually in a landfill. It's like a, the garbage sorting slums. So a lot of the parents, that's what they do for a living. They sort garbage into piles of like, this is these kind of boxes. This is plastic. This is. That's quite amazing. Yeah. I mean, just so being in the Northwest right now, it's everything's covered in smoke right and what it for people that have never experienced that it's like armageddon everyone's like the end of the world but for people that have traveled like this is how it is when i'm in africa every day like it's the same smell it's that smoldering like burning smell because everyone has to burn their trash around where they live to get rid of it like nobody's sorting it so it's amazing that you've got people that are out there like going through it and sorting it for some sort of use um well there's use is a stretch it's yeah. like, <laughs> out of necessity it, it was it was a really bleak sad scene it's piles yeah. of trash um, yeah and it's the, the they make like nothing they make like a rupee to to sort um i think it's like one rupee for thing or a half a rupee for thing it's so, yeah so it's some it's looking for it's something like that lowest. can support your survival essentially yeah yeah, yeah, it's the lowest of the low. And in fact, I think some of them are sorting in order to live in these slum, you know, tent things over the trash. I got gotcha, you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just misunderstood when you started saying that. I was thinking they had like an actual like person designated to like sorting out recyclables or something in the front. But yeah, that's that's an interesting thing. I have this vivid memory of being in walking through the slums in Masese and which is outside of Jinja in Uganda and this baby like just literally by itself like nobody anywhere close to him in you know just this naked baby I mean couldn't have been more like had just learned to walk that kind of age and was just like laying in this pile of trash that was also burning from the top I'm looking around like you know somebody probably is accountable for this child but it was just a it's a entirely it's a it's a gigantic shift in perspective into what you think the world is and what is actually happening around the world and how we can become more humble um and expand what we experience because even though that's going on you can look at the mother maybe that's accountable and see that she is one of the happiest like most simple respectable people in the world like in her beautiful dress it looks like she just walked out of like a designer store you know like not a speck of dirt on her body living in these little huts and, it, and it's it's like wow that's that's true like beauty that's true living and this is a problem and what can we do how can we help it and it seems to be something that is a question that we haven't really figured out how to answer much at least for myself um that's a really really 
it's a really um, tough thing to see, right? And it was it was heavy for sure, but like you said, you know, there is this joy and joy and beauty and the simplicity that, um, yeah, they're you know they don't have the finer things in life, um, but they have food and family and some semblance of health and like you realize that that's all that really matters and they're and they're proud they you know like Mm -hmm. they want to you know they all in a lot of these homes they all sleep in one bed together or like Mm -hmm. one area together but they're just excited for you to come into their home and show you pictures that they have and you know they live in one yeah it's 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 an awareness around the good things that you do have as opposed to an awareness around the things that we don't have, which is what happens in the Western world a lot. I was in Boulder, uh, the same, I think it was now it was probably the trip after I saw you, mm-hmm. Robbie. Um, I was walking with Olivia down the street in this neighborhood that she was living in. And this little boy came out outside of his house and he just yells at us and he's like, Hey, have you seen my house? And we were just like, yeah and he's like isn't it amazing and we were like yeah it is and then he goes have you seen my tree and there's this like little tree in his front yard that's being dwarfed by all these massive trees that the neighbors have and he goes isn't it the best tree and we were just like actually yeah it is it is and his mom came out and she was like laughing and i was like that like this kid's focusing on the things that he has and he's so proud to have it and if we could only all do that all the time it would be a different world we could, you know, it's yeah. if, if that kid can just keep his his awe and wonder and innocence. Um, yeah. Before the layers start getting stacked. Yep. It changed my life. I mean, seeing that stuff for the first time, you all have been, I, I know Linan's been traveling for a long time, but I didn't actually leave the country till 2015 for the first time. And um, it changes, it changes you. I mean, I can put everything that I've ever done that has purpose or passion behind it, but because of those incidents or those interactions of seeing that things were different from the, you know, middle-class suburban type of lifestyle that I grew up with. And, um, it changed me forever. Like there's no going back once you, once you get to that point. So I have a, a, a massive amount of respect for situations like that. And, and I'm really truly intrigued to hear like the progression of stories with people like you all who are out there like living um, from a completely different perspective than what everybody else is doing over here right now. I don't know anyone else who has been besides Jason Kane, who's been in Spain back and forth. I don't know anyone else in like my close circle that isn't back where they like kind of claim is home right now, except for you two, which is quite remarkable. If you think about it, I know a lot of people, especially a lot of traveling people. Um, so yeah, it's wild. Yeah. No, it is. It's, um, yeah, it's a choice. You know, we've had a few opportunities to get on a repatriation flight to the U S we've come across other people who have, you know, kind of panicked and made their way home. Um, even from right away when we got to Orville, people, Gotta go home, gotta go back to the US. Gotta and get back, yeah. We didn't feel that pull. Like we dabbled with thoughts of it, but every time we get closer to it, we go, mm, no. <laughs> Wait, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, and there has to be some time you're going to look back at that and feel like it was some sort of like this, like psychedelic movie that you were involved with for a period of your life being there. Um, but it's also like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's also like a, I don't know, man, it's a strange, it's a strange thing because anybody who isn't in your situation can't fully understand what it would be like to be there viewing this thing happening in the world. Perhaps the most extreme, like, uprising of people in conflict since we've been alive essentially and you're viewing it from there yeah last last weekend i had this thought maybe we've died and (laughs) we're in this limbo and the limbo is that we can't fly you know we can't leave we're just here and we're in this like paradise but if we want to leave you know, you have to leave paradise and i said maybe we're dead maybe maybe we've died and this is this is the afterlife i you know you're you're there you're just there you're aware you're in it and it's possible i mean it's always possible right because you don't really know what flipping the flipping the curtain feels or looks like maybe it is just another situation like this well, you're just a, a picture on a screen <laughs> How, yeah. how do I know that you're actually real? It's all a simulation. All I mean, simulation. the only way that I was able to connect to you two is to get on this Camboy site that Robbie usually streams to me on. And I have to pay these digital coins to get access, but somehow he, you know, he's got you in this one. So it, to me, it seems like you guys might be in some sort of you girls, you ladies. I'm trying to stop, break the habit of saying you guys in plural that includes say, women. Say, say y'all. Say y'all. 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 I had to stop saying y'all too because I grew up in Tennessee and that was like a whole, I was like, how do you stop saying y'all? You all. You all. Yeah. You too. All the lovelies. That's the correct answer. All the lovelies. All you lovelies. Um, connect. Yeah. It's like I can't get satisfaction from this vibrating Bluetooth toy that I have in my rectum from Robbie, unless he tips me and he, he doesn't seem to be tipping me while he's on the call with you. And I'm getting a little bit, are you in limbo heaven or are you in the real world? I want to know. We're in the real world for ourselves. I think when we are on devices, I think it's a simulation. Yeah. What's so we're about to possibly fly out of the country. So we'll see, let you know. how it goes. That's what I was just, you picked it up telepathically. I was going to ask, where are you going next? What's your. So in an equally, if the last six months being in India hasn't been uh, bizarrely divine, um, what we're about to pull off next is it's also the next evolution of this. Of miracle on, miracles on miracles. So we were supposed to go to Thailand at some point in our trip. And we won't go into the details, but long story short, we almost bought a retreat center in Thailand. Um, except Thailand, their border is closed to tourism. Okay. And so, Even though they have like no cases. So they're doing a wonderful job at managing COVID um, but they also have a totally closed border. Okay, so Thailand is no commercial flights, not open for business to, to tourists. Foreigners. Um, and so this idea of us going to Thailand to buy a retreat center was squashed 
because of just that. You know, we could not get there. Um, I would love for you all to have a retreat center in Thailand. I'd spend quite a bit of time there. Right. Well, it still <laughs> might happen. We'll see. Right so now, my, right now it's in limbo. And in the pursuit of discovering all things about starting a business in Thailand and visas and travel and everything under the sun, we learned of a, a really special type of visa called a smart visa, which has a few hmm. different categories. And the smart visa is essentially for uh, investors, highly skilled employees. Um, and entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs. And their spouses and families. Yes. And so, huh. being the entrepreneur, <laughs> we, uh, we read the description of one of these visa types and found that we could qualify, could qualify for this smart S visa. Um, we did run this by a lawyer who kind of laughed at us and he said, said, you think you, you qualify for a smart visa? And he, la he laughed at he us. He laughed at us. <laughs> <laughs> and, Just then, like that. and then i said i'll show you yeah i'll and show you why i order and so we had to put together a, a create a pitch deck for pitch deck, the business, business plan. that we're going to build in thailand mm -hmm. and um you know of all the people in the world to put together a pitch deck in the middle of covid the two of us are uniquely qualified to mm. do this yeah. Um, with our skill sets and our backgrounds. And so we devoted a, almost two weeks to yeah. it and put together a kick-ass pitch deck. Or just deck. If you're, yeah, yeah. If you're looking to invest. Yeah, <laughs> we're still looking. Um, and we sent it in and we just waited for 45 days, about 30 days. <laughs> 30 business days, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we got accepted. Well, first we had to yeah. an interview. Of course. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we submitted. We finally hear back like 30 business days to the day. And it's um, asking if we can hop on a, an interview the following day Yeah. with this like third party reviewing board. Uh, we do the interview. It was very stressful. It was. And like, it actually didn't feel like it went very well. This woman had lots of questions and holes in our you know assumptions and business plan but we answered as best we could we followed up with information immediately um, and then about a week later we were approved yep. for this special type of visa so when's that happening so <laughs> they're about once a month right now they're running repatriation flights and so um, we are, we're supposed to find out today. We haven't found out yet, but we're hoping to get on a flight September 25th from uh, Chennai, India, India, to Bangkok. And then when we arrive, we actually have already paid for it in order to be able to even be eligible for this flight is two weeks of what's called alternate state quarantine, which is a a government mandated hotel quarantine mm -hmm. for two weeks with Kinky. us in one room. Us in one room. <laughs> sounds, sounds rather kinky, but at least you have some preparation. 
you know? Training. Like, We've been you've training got some serious that. training. If anyone's going to make it through that, it's you. Yeah, so we're ready. We're doing it. It's all unfolding. We are trusting. Mm -hmm. We are, it's all unexpected. I mean, right now we could get really psychedelic. I mean, timelines are collapsing. Like the quantum field is merging and melting up from down is right from left, inside, outside. Meanwhile, we're also both been thriving um, in our businesses, in our personal like health life, we've done multiple cleanses, um, spun up new businesses and endeavors that are both being really well received. And in so many ways, this little container that we're in has been really abundant and expansive for our development as individuals, as a couple. Uh, it's been very creative. Critical creatively expressed. Mm -hmm. I think collectively there's going to be a mass rebirth of creativity throughout this process because people in their own, like even myself, what I've done this year with productivity and creativity has far outweighed what I've done the past five years of this journey. Mm. Um, kind of, because right? you're, you're sort of forced into, you're not able to take that energy that's building up inside of you and go outside and like, get it out really more so how do you channel these types of energies into something that's going to be productive and creative that also keeps you from going insane because the other side of that is if you don't do something with that energy then things come about like stress and depression and inflammation and loneliness and stuff like that i'm happy to hear i i don't i didn't doubt for one second that you two wouldn't come out on top of that kind of doing something beautiful but you're also two people that i feel like should be very active and beautiful in the world for other people to sort of take as role models. And I'm excited to see what you've done, what you're putting out there. Um, it's a, uh, it's like climbing the beanstalk, you know? We've been climbing the beanstalk. <laughs> I yeah. think we're at the top of the beanstalk. We're almost there. The lotus flower, it's just waits right above. You get on top of that lotus flower, you'll be hanging out with green Tara. Then what are you going to do, Baba Raviki? <laughs> oh, green Tara. Ananda, Ananda, Ananda. <laughs> then she takes off her mask and she's Kali. And she destroys everything. Kali is also the lover. She's not just the destroyer, she's also the lover. Okay, we'll do that first. Yeah, I'm sure. Isn't that funny how it works? <laughs> Destruction and love all in one. Meanwhile, there is a, you know, I absolutely loved our unfolding and our version of this 2020 journey. Um, and also it's really inspiring to see people back home get out and experience the, the great wide west road trips and camping trips and buying vans and seeing the national parks um, or exploring just in their own backyards. Like it's been really inspiring just to see people mobilizing in whatever way that they can. Um, it's really also had up until, I mean, obviously earth is reacting in the way that she feels necessary. And I, I said this in the podcast that I put out a couple of days ago, but it's a thought that I've been kind of holding on is I believe the universe delivers 
the least amount of pain possible in order to deliver its highest good. Mm. So all of the traumas and the hardships that we go through collectively, of course, there's different levels for people. Like some people have a lot more suffering than others. Cards aren't exactly dealt even in any way, but collectively like this amount of pain that is delivered by the universe is the least amount necessary to deliver its highest good. So what we're going through, you are starting to feel and see all these really beautiful processes come out of it. The awareness of all the stuff that was going on that nobody really talked about being kind of busted open and, Hey, what are we going to do about this? How are we going to unite and make things better? Um, it's, it's really beautiful. And there's a lot of stuff to look forward to with this. Most healers, and shamans that I've been able or lucky enough to have conversations with. Um, I'm not talking about like Instagram shamans that claim they're shamans that are like posting videos of themselves and like thongs and shaking their ass on boats outside Ravi's Thailand retreat center. <laughs> but I'm talking about like legit people who pay respects to medicine, right? And, and really truly care about earth and they're out collecting and giving back, you know, when they're picking sage, they're also giving tobacco back to the earth, things like that. They, they've talked a lot about transition, but how it goes into doom, like it goes into death and then you're in the rebirth phase. And all of this is so necessary for this flower to bloom, right? All of it. And so I've just been trying personally to sit in like the sacred house, like the spirit body and, don't allow my energy to get sucked into chaos that is fighting chaos, but instead hold the light, use it for creativity and continue to connect and try to be some sort of channel for people to um, get a little bit of inspiration, motivation from. And obviously I'd look at you two for, for a source of inspiration, motivation myself. So your retreat center, if you guys go, if you all, if you lovelies go, fuck, fuck. If you lovelies, if you lovelies go, you people, you people, people, such a weird word. Cause I mean, I don't, it could be aliens speaking. I saw an article today where they found a certain type of like gas on Venus that, uh, would be aliens. Yeah. It was like only could be caused by a life force. So yeah, pretty cool. Graham Hancock tweeted the article so that's a trust source for me <laughs> but um thailand what do you know what area what area this is in that you're continue like you're considering looking at is there a specific area of thailand that you're interested in yeah it's on the uh the island coast of mui mm. yeah so south have south i been east. there coast of mui. That, that was where your retreat center was gonna that was where your retreat was gonna be right before close it was in suratani um oh yeah suratani mm -hmm. i haven't been to thailand since 2015 and i cannot that was the first place thailand and cambodia was the first place i went when i left the country mm, solid start yeah yeah it was anchor wat really fuck anchor wat really activated me in a way that i can't even put into words wow yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We're um, all sorts of things are shifting. Yeah, it's just it's daily. A, yeah, it's also like tourism as a whole, even the retreat industry, so unpredictable. And um, 
uncertain, just it doesn't know what it is next. And so I think in order to be a part of that creation is for us to really dig into who we are and what we want to build and what kind of container we'd want to create instead of something that we wanted three months ago. Mm -hmm. You know, it's changing so fast. And so we have some space to build something digitally and then see if we're going to see your forces are combining into a beautiful tornado of love and enlightenment for all. Amen. Master of the night, man. As you look across the exploding skies of the Thai Bay area, you shall see the people coming to be one with your torch, with your flame, with the heart inside of your beating chest, with the powers that are shooting out of your fingertips to the lotus flower at the top of the beanstalk. You shall and will have eternity. Ah, oh. So it is. And so it is. Well, I'm excited. I'll be the first to come visit you, nipple clips and all. Um, <laughs> if you're headed back here at all, too, let me know. I've got to jump off here in the next couple minutes. But this was cool. Quite an amazing surprise. I actually didn't see that you booked till last night. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then you said you didn't book, but my calendar said you did. So something wanted us to talk. Um... And I'm happy that you were able to get on here. And it's good to see your faces. Lovely faces. There's a place called space and it's got the magic. There's a place called space and it's got the balls. There's a place called space and it's got the passion. There's a place called space where we can smash the walls. There's a place called space where we'll face fuck conformity and the chatter of incompetence is slaughtered at birth. In this place called space, we'll build a factory of smiles that will assemble with our minds and sell to earth. Stinky little boys and girls, this is Todd. I'm here to share all the show note links. HeathArmstrong.com forward slash podcast. You can follow him on Instagram at HeathFistPumps. Sorry, boys and girls, he's not on Pornhub. He's not on Chatterbait. But maybe I am. But I'm not going to give up my name that quickly. You could send me... Mm-hmm. One sixteenth of a Bitcoin to my Bitcoin address, which I'll tweet out soon. And then maybe I'll unleash the plethora of links to where you can actually find me parading around the internet in all sorts of interesting outfits and materials, playing with latex, swimming through the skies, all the things that we do in 2020. But besides all that, getting back to business... You can check out Heath's Affirmation Deck at RageCreate.com or on Amazon you can search for Sweet Ass Affirmations. And for everything else, HeathArmstrong.com. For all the show notes, HeathArmstrong.com forward slash podcast. I am out of here. It's bubble bath time. Ta-ta!